Hey guys, this is Vanessa Dyer, and I'm the Charlotte, North Carolina-based lifestyle blogger behind thecheekybean.com. With several successful years as a business owner, a first-time mom, and a deep passion for health and wellness, I'm here to share my honest, unfiltered advice on all things motherhood, relationships, travel, and more. So grab a coffee and join the conversation. This is the Cheeky Bean Podcast. Let's crush it so you can leave for your day and feel like you don't have to do anything else because mm-hmm. that is the most defeating yes. feeling when you are busy. You're an entrepreneur, you're a mom, whatever you have going on, and you're like, I just did Pilates and now I have to go run, or yeah. I just did whatever you might do, a boxing class, and now I want to do a little bit of core work at Pilates. It just it doesn't lend itself to a busy person schedule. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cheeky Bean Podcast. That clip was from our guests of the show today, the fabulous women behind West Kept Secret. If you follow me on Instagram, then you know I am a big fan of their concept. I work out with them every Tuesday and Thursday, and with summer right around the corner, what better time to talk about fitness than now? So who are Marissa and Heidi? Marissa is the founder and creator of West Kept Secret. She's a former NFL cheerleader and a CPT and nutrition specialist through ACE. Heidi, her partner, is the co-owner and master trainer of West Kept Secret, which is a high-intensity interval-based workout that fuses together different workout focuses into one dynamic format. So think cardio meets strength training meets Pilates. It's intense and I love it. They are the official trainers of the Carolina Panthers professional cheerleading team. They've been featured in Shape Magazine and Hollywood Life, and they are known for training Sports Illustrated swimsuit model Olivia Colpo. Their classes are waitlisted up to a month in advance, and their personal training waitlist boasts over 200 charlatans. This is an incredible story of health, entrepreneurship, how to nourish your body, and I personally am obsessed with these two. With that, let's welcome my favorite spicy duo to the show, and be sure to listen for a special giveaway at the end just for our listeners. All right, welcome, you guys. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. Excited We're so to be excited here. to be here. I love it. Well, let's go way back. I want to start by talking about your childhoods. Give us the rundown on where you came from and how did the two of you meet? Oh man, we could be here for a while. So wow, that's a far way back. We gotta go. I'll sum mine up pretty quickly. This is Marissa. I have the raspy voice, by the way. Um, I grew up in Northern Virginia, and I was a competitive gymnast for about ten years, and then became a dancer in high school and college. Which then I graduated from Christopher Newport University. It's a really small D three school in um, Newport News, Virginia, by the beach. But um, I moved down to Charlotte. My sister lived down here, and I just wanted to be a little bit further away from my parents, but still yeah. with that comfort of having family close. And auditioned for the Carolina Panther Top Cats. I made the team and kind of found my group and my groove in fitness. And fast forward 10 years later, the fitness industry and kind of the business that I started really kind of grew over time which then led me to meet Heidi which we'll talk about that but I want to let her give her intro of her childhood and kind of her interest in fitness yes so I am from Fayetteville North Carolina 910 represent Um, also where J. Cole went to high school we went to high school together in case there's any oh that's cool cool. are you guys friends we worked at the skating rink together so he was the DJ and I hosted little girls um birthday parties so um, he did give me tickets when he came to D.C. once for a concert when he was still pretty small. Um, but now 
I just look at him from afar and I'm like, you go. I love it. Yes. But my dad was in the military. That's why we were there, Fort Bragg. And I grew up, um, went to high school there and then um, didn't have to move around or anything because he was towards the end of his career and then went to NC State in Raleigh, eventually moved to Charlotte, um, left for a little bit to move to DC and then came back um, and then got into teaching um, Megaformer. The Legree Fitness Method. Yep. And it was there that Marissa was actually a client. Oh. So she was always coming to my classes because she just Because you're the me. best. Yeah, she liked me so much. No, I'm just kidding. But she liked my music. We got to talking after class one day and I always thought she's always one advancing in the class. She's, you know, shredded. Had to. Yes. Because you are. You, you guys, know? Marissa oh looks insane. I know. Oh my gosh. Incredible. Like crazy. tiniest ways, zero, 0% body fat. Right? Like, please. So I said, nice. hey, I, how do I do that? Um, and you know, you get into that groove where you're, you're doing the same workouts and you're wondering like, have I peaked? Why is nothing working? But I mean, we're, we were so young. I was like, there's just no way this is it for me. So we got to chatting after class one day and she mentioned that she does personal training, um, in the Plaza Midwood area, which wasn't far from where I lived in Noda. And so I said, send me some information, but it took me a little while to hop on board. And then eventually I did, it was, it was, uh, July, it was summer uh, bathing suit season. And I looked in the mirror and I was like, I'm going to reach out to that Marissa girl. (laughs) So I, I became a client in August of that year. What was that? 20, 2017. 2017. Okay. And then we, you know, became, you know, trainer client relationship, then turned obviously friends. She was my therapist. I kind of became hers too. Mm-hmm. And then it just started to turn into this whole, everyone needs to know what you're doing. My body changed in 90 days, like flat. I did everything she told me to do. And then thus, I feel like our partnership and just kind of that path was born. And So when you guys graduated college, did you work somewhere else before West Kept Secret? That's a great question. So I graduated in who, 2000, 2011. <laughs> okay. And at that point, I had a major in communications with a minor in Spanish. I thought okay. maybe I would go into translation. My mom was a translator for the government and also worked at different airports and whatnot. So I thought that'd be really cool. I could use, you know, my language skills. Um, but I always enjoyed fitness, challenging my body, figuring out what would work for me. And at the same time, I wanted to continue to dance professionally. So I hired a trainer my senior year of college. And it was like, my eye is on the prize of making a professional team. Charlotte was on deck because, again, my sister was living down there. And it's like, it's a small city, but it's growing. And I love the the feel of the Carolinas where everyone is so friendly and yes, the, all the, four seasons, right? Four seasons. The pace of life is very different from Northern Virginia. And I, this trainer, he was just so inspirational and motivating. And I just feel like my senior year of college was not the typical experience. It wasn't going out and partying. It was like, you are going to train for this. You are going to become the best at your craft that you can be. And at that time, Went down around May, right after graduation, auditioned. I made it on my first try, which was just, I was blown away. I couldn't believe it because there were so many qualified candidates. Yeah. And at the time, I had to find a full-time job to support what right. was going on. Um, Panthers, it was Top Cats. It's just very part-time. It's a full-time commitment with a part-time pay. And yes. you know that going in. So I got my fitness certification from the American Council on Exercise and my full-time job was 
IT recruiting. No way. Yes. Was it really? Isn't that hilarious? Oh my gosh. For three months at Eating Group. Uh, yep. Very yes. familiar. Yep. So a small, what a small world. Charlotte firm. They're amazing. They were so sweet. And I would go to work. <laughs> I was doing the cold call and I'm like, this is not for me. So I would start calling yeah. my friends from Virginia to meet my quota. And it's like, listen, this really is not for me. I'm going to be honest. Like I'm doing the company a disservice. And I yeah. sat down with my manager and he just said, he's like, I feel like fitness is where your heart keeps going to. You should follow that. But, you know, I don't know how you're going to do it. But, you know, I'm it, the door's always open if you want to come back, which oh, was really nice. cool. Yeah. And when I kind feeling. of got that blessing, I started looking around, where can I take my certification and work? And I worked at a studio in Uptown that was Flex and Fit is okay. what it was called okay. then turned all of the air studios oh. with the silk hammocks yep I've seen that so Never I tried it but I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about so I taught all of their their spin their ballet bar classes their dance classes all of a mix was there for about six months ended up quitting my corporate job that was very short-lived the IT recruiting did that for a few months and I was like you know what this is fun I think I could do things better from a brand perspective, from a methodology perspective. And I think that I had the work ethic to do it and make this full time. Yeah. Hence, it was like, I told the, the, the owner, I was like, listen, I love everything you've given me and done for me, but it's time for me to go on my own. She understood. And I started then training clients out of my apartment complex in South End, which Heidi's husband actually lived there at the time, but he was not in the gym. He was not there. He was not in the gym, (laughs) but um, we always laugh about that connection. We had crossed paths at one point, but so you knew him before you knew Heidi. Well, no, but we always say we're like we probably crossed paths. We just just didn't know it. Yeah, in a small world though that he lived there and. I worked out of that apartment complex for about four years mm-hmm. and also did home visits to the surrounding area, coming to people's houses, doing fitness yep. uh, one-on-one sessions. And then at that point, it was like, my husband and I were like, we're going to buy a house. It's time. We yeah. looked around the area. It's, this is a beautiful area. It's growing. And we bought a house in the um, Plaza Shamrock area. Yep. First had the studio in our home. I that heard in, about that. Yes, that was in 2017. Yeah. And we always laugh because Heidi is one of the kind of remaining OG clients who was in our home mm-hmm. for that period of time and she would we would look outside I'm like look that's where the new studio is gonna be it was under construction it was under construction mm-hmm. building our mother-in-law suite yep. in the back of our house where we were gonna have clients privately okay um so that was the next step did that for about three years with Heidi as a client and then that's when she just said she's like listen one-on-one's great you're doing great things, but let's test out having two, three, four, five clients in here at a time and see what we can do. Yeah. And ever since then, she kind of gave me that vote of confidence to do it. She came on board as, as the second trainer mm-hmm. and really was, was the jumping board, that space for us financially to be able to save since we didn't have a lot of overhead yeah. to then go next level and go storefront so I know that's kind of a long explanation but that's really how the the Mm -hmm. whole story evolved to where we are today yeah that's a perfect explanation (laughs) you mentioned the overhead Mm -hmm. for people who want to start a business what goes into raising capital to start a business did you just save money did you reach out to investors how does that work After a lot of research, um, so it's basically, you know, I said the results worked for me about 90 days. I thought people needed to know about it. It really wasn't, but six months in that 
I was pretty much working for Marissa at that point. So I was helping with branding and marketing, um, starting to teach the small group classes. And that's kind of when we thought, okay, we have something here. And it was waitlisting. We would open our classes at Mondays at 12 and they would fill and no one would give up their spots. So we we're like, okay, we don't want to leave money on the table, but we knew what we had. The product was great. And then the location, the no overhead was great too. So basically what we decided to do is just start packing it away. Marissa continued on with one-on-one -on -one clients. I started picking up a few here and there, but then I was always teaching the small group classes um, to try and bring in as many of those people and that money as possible. Then we started the commercial real estate hunt. So our advice to any entrepreneurs that are looking to not just start a business, because starting a business you could do in your garage, at your yeah. table, file an LLC, and then you have a business. Right. But the true like looking for space, I think, is when your entrepreneurship takes a different spin. Because not every business has to go into a storefront. Right. And ours did. So basically, we told our real estate agent from the beginning, we're going to take this very slow. We don't know what we want to do, but we know that we would need to start looking now because we're leaving money on the table. It's paining us to see these people like not getting into classes. It took us two years to find the space that we found okay. and three agents. Wow. And you have to have that patience with yeah. us. And we definitely said we will be moving, but it just, you have to be in it with us. During that time, we just grinded. I mean, it was client after client after class after class. And just um, saving, 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 saving. We put together a business plan because we did. Remember that? We remember did, it was when, a great business remember plan. Remember when we showed it to Robert and Sean, yes. to our husbands, and they they, they started poking ooh, holes in it. We got in fights. It was very upsetting. We, we were said, so excited. We shared it with them, mm -hmm. and they just started poking holes in it. We're like, we haven't even gotten there yet. But come yeah. on, let's start dreaming here. Yep. But you know, that's what um, husbands are for. I was about to say that's the 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 men side it of is. they look yes. at everything from a mathematical point of view. Exactly. Correct. Numbers, people. Yes. So we put together a business plan because we thought if we did want to go to a bank and ask for a small business loan, that's one of the things they needed. Plus, every place that we were putting in LOIs at that we might have been interested in the space, they were also asking for one, mm -hmm. plus any taxes from however many years back. Right. So it wasn't really just trying to save. It was trying to make ourselves look like good candidates to give us property, too. Yeah. So um, so when you put together a business plan, what is yes. that, a PowerPoint deck? Um, it was, it's actually more of a word document okay. and you have to break it down into sections, kind of explaining like evolution, where you are now, your, your future plans and basically how you plan to pay your rent basically. Okay. okay. Um, I Googled it to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't, your, I wouldn't know your, where to even yes. start with oh, that. Oh yeah. And all of your competition. They yep. want to know every detail. And they want to know where they are yes. in the area to see okay. like, will you guys do well or will someone next door be cannibalizing all of the finances right. that go towards fitness? So it was a lot of questions that we answered. It was, I think, like nine pages long. It was pretty mm -hmm. long. We still look back at it sometimes. We're like, oh, that was so cute then. <laughs> um, but so then from there, um, you learn a lot about yourself and your company by having to do that. Because then you're like, well, yeah. who are our competitors and where are they? Right. And then, you know, what is our demographic and how much is our pricing going to be and all of the things. So then it starts getting more real and it was really that that time that we took all of the things that we had gathered to give to the agent and decided we were not going to take on investors or any loans. Okay. And that was when we said that's we, badass. It was honestly. I don't know many people that badass. I've ever like come across that was able to just come up with capital on their own mm -hmm. and start a business. Yeah. Because commercial real estate is not inexpensive. It is not. No. I will say that whenever you move into a space, for the most part, if a landlord really wants you or they want to fill it, they will offer you TI upfit money. 
so that they can you can get up and running. That's pretty standard in the industry. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't the whole thing by any means. Yeah. You know, they offer you a little bit. And what we were moving into was a five-year-old cold dark show. No one had ever touched it. Okay. No AC. Nothing. We had all of we it. We had to bring wow. the whole unit, the whole shebang. So they yep. were like, we know that if eventually you guys ever leave, you'll have upfitted this space, et right. cetera. So they do give you some TI money. That's valuable to them. Absolutely. Sure. But it's... You know, we wrote those checks with shaky hands yeah. every time they were it's due. It's scary. Yes. Yeah. And it's cash, you know. Yeah. The builder doesn't take credit cards. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, during the, the build out, so back to your original question, the entrepreneurship, because we can go into the whole pandemic when we open another time. But yep. I think our advice would be, it's okay to take on a loan, whether it's from a family member or a friend or the bank. It's okay yeah. to get investors as long as you are prepared to understand how much you're willing to give away and what you're willing to give away. Because maybe it's not just 5%. Maybe it's 5% and they get rights to this. And if you ever sell, you get this. And they want this for the marketing. You have to just be prepared for those asks. That's pretty standard as well. Yeah. Um, Or start to visualize what your future looks like and what you want. And do a little bit of research and think, if I did X, Y, and Z up to this point, maybe I could do it on my own or at least start on your own. Once you open the doors, the finances start coming in. And yeah. that helps you keep pushing to your next rent payment. Right. But until then, it's like, do you have that lump sum of cash? Yeah. What's yeah. your, what would yeah, you say? Yeah, I would say um, the biggest thing is preparation, really understanding the finances. I think that we knew, okay, when when Heidi would say, I don't recommend you taking on more personal training clients because your schedule's so overloaded. There's nothing you can do on the out hours where I need you. It's like, okay, but if we can put that money towards towards the build I'm gonna do it and then on the back end hours when I'm with clients she's doing all of the other things at the computer that I can't do so it's like finding our strengths of what we can go towards and having each other's backs in that regard you guys are like the yin to your yang right so I knew client interfacing I had been doing the grind of you know 5 30 in the morning till 9 at night with little breaks for years so it's like although I'm tired and it's challenging I can do that you're used to it I, exactly. And she, I'm not, I don't know anything about marketing or branding or yeah. client acquisition, things like that, that she's really great at. So I think having somebody to compliment you is a benefit. And then I think um, once you understand the finances, what it will cost, then you can start your saving plan. So it's like, okay, yeah. we know what we're saving every month, what we're bringing in, what we need to do to do this build out and then what we have is a little nest egg Our oh shit to fun. then yeah. start if things do not go as planned which of course the pandemic didn't go as planned right. which I'm so glad we did have that so I think that's number one and then number two if you can do things without investors and it's either a family member or a small business loan or no loan to me that sets you up for long-term success for the possibility to be very desirable for an investor to help you franchise, for example, Yes, where that's an entire business in itself that I don't know a lot about franchising, for example. So if that were to come to the table for what's kept secret, great, we can entertain that. But now we're very desirable among hundreds of other fitness concepts because we have no debt. 
we're yeah. profitable and we have a really good product that's ready to be taken to the next level. Yeah. So it depends on the industry, but I think if you can do it, you're then setting yourself up for next step success if that's something that you're interested in as a business owner. Yeah. I love your advice of adding someone to your team that can do the things that you can't do. Mm-hmm. I got that as advice early on in my career. It was from somebody who was super successful in the influencer world, and she said, mm-hmm. If you are going to add people to your team, make sure that it is somebody who has a skill set that you don't have. So you are adding a skill set to your position and to your company, and somebody else can teach you how to do those things so that you're maximizing your time, which mm-hmm. a lot of people don't think about it that way. They're just thinking Absolutely. about the tangible, what you what what can you do, what can you take off my plate versus how can you make my business better? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which is super cool. Yes. It was so interesting. It was like she would be doing one thing and I would be doing the opposite or we'd switch. And it was, you know, should we run the, these classes on Christmas Day, Easter? And it's like, shoot, I'll do it. Why yeah. not? She's in there, you know, getting all the numbers from that week and doing this and that. It was just always one person doing one and one person doing the other. Yeah, definitely. And I do think that we are able to step into each other's roles mm-hmm. if we need to. Like Heidi has personal training clients. She's great at it. Yeah. Um, it's just not it's just not where she's like, I want to spend my time. She does with her small group, but she would have a, a 12 hours worth of clients if we would allow it. But yeah. we can't because we need her skills utilized in different parts of the business. Right. And my calendar is with a small group of clients at this point. And now we have another trainer. So I think it's it's really trying to find somebody who is your opposite but can compliment you. And you understand enough about what they're doing yeah. to assist if they ever need a break. Or yeah. they, they can't do it for some reason because they, they've got something going on. Yeah, um, That's really important too. I'm not the best you know marketing, branding person. But she's like, hey, I need you to make an IG story or something like I'll come up with something and then she can yeah. tweak it. So we have each other's back in that regard. We laugh and say if, if the other person wasn't here tomorrow, West kept secret would still thrive. On. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It'd be that. sad, but we'd figure still, it out. Still be good. Yeah. You guys would be fine. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I, I took my first West kept secret class at fit atelier, I believe. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow, that was That's so that. true. A long time ago. And Heidi, I think you were actually in the class. Probably. That was probably my, one of my first classes where it ended up was supposed to be 60 minutes, but it probably was 80 minutes because it was, <laughs> I was always doing one-on-one. Yeah. So teaching group is totally different. Yeah. Yeah. You were teaching and, um, I also vividly remember at the Dilworth location at that studio, it was like a 5.30 or 6.30 class and it was in the winter so it was really dark and it you it was packed. There were so many people in there and everybody mm. loved West Kept Secret but the windows would fog up yes. because there were so many people in there and it was so cold outside. I, yes. It was, and now look at you. I mean, I walked into your new studio and I was like, holy shit, they are killing <laughs> different. it. Totally, totally different. different. Yes. Thank you. But watching the evolution mm-hmm. of how you guys have evolved is mm-hmm. super cool. Thank you. Yeah, and we still love that methodology. We use it. We went to a summer series last year. We traveled to a bunch of cities and did that kind of more matte floor version of it. Yeah. Um, we have a, an event coming up at the Panthers Practice Dome. Same thing. We'll do yep. all matte stuff. So we can still do strength and cardio and Pilates without the machines. Yeah. Sometimes we, I said, Remember the in streaming? the pandemic, <laughs> for Zoom, our Zoom live classes in the, the um, episodes we recorded for streaming, I was in like the best shape ever then. Yeah. I mean, our body weight version does not disappoint. It is. Yeah. It's intense. That's oh, our, killer. our entire streaming platform is built around that version of the methodology. And, and it's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, I'm it glad was, you remember that. Yes. How could I forget it? You yes. kicked my butt. <laughs> Great memory. Wow. I know. Well, for those of our listeners that don't know what West Cup Secret is, can you give us a rundown of what exactly the workout is? Sure. Whether it's on the machines or on our floor version, it is essentially high-intensity interval training that combines cardio, strength, and Pilates all fused together different circuits, different stations at our studio with the machines. It incorporates treadmills, bikes, Pilates reformers, Pilates springboards, TRX boxing bags. Um, what else am I forgetting? A ballet bar. Yes. Yeah. All of that. And it's just multiple different circuits that we get very creative working the center of the body right and left until you hit fatigue. But when you get to combine all of those components together, it's truly a one-stop shop. I can't tell you how many times Heidi and I will travel, we'll take a class and it's, let's say it's just Pilates by itself. That's great. We have a great workout. We have fun and we're like, okay, now we need to go for a three mile run because we burned 200 calories. Yeah, you didn't feel like you got a whole workout. Right. Right. Or, you know, this is kind of how the methodology evolved. I would do that. That's where I met Heidi. I'm like, I wanted to see what else is out there. I went and tried Megaformer Pilates, boxing, TRX classes, and they're all great standalones. Mm -hmm. But I always felt like the other component was missing. Yes. And that's how it kind of evolved over time is let's get it all in 50 minutes or an hour if you're a PT class client let's crush it so you can leave for your day and feel like you don't have to do anything else because Mm -hmm. that is the most defeating feeling when you are busy you're an entrepreneur you're a mom whatever you have going on and you're like I just did Pilates and now I have to go run or I just did whatever you might do a boxing class and now I want to do a little bit of core work at Pilates it just it doesn't lend itself to a busy person's schedule yeah and finances and fine that's a great point Mm -hmm. another thing too is that the, the interval is so, so crucial to the entire setup. Yeah. So the methodology is absolutely amazing. And the machines that you combine together, no one else does that. Yeah. But the, I think the secret sauce is in the intervals. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's how long you're staying in the moves, what how long you're staying on which side, if you're going full range or if you're going pulsing, you know, for personal training clients, is it distance over minutes and mm-hmm. vice versa? Um, and that is what's changing every single day with the moves. So maybe you do see some type of lunge on the TRX in a Tuesday class. And then the following Friday, like a week and a half later, you see the same move at the TRX, but it's in a different um, interval and format. Yeah. So it's Yeah, like, I've never, that's one of the things I love about your workout mm-hmm. is I've, I feel like we never do the same thing twice. Like mm-hmm. we might do a variation of it sure. or it might be worked in with something totally different than the week prior, but I never go there and feel like this is the same workout I've done 50 different times Mm -hmm. with you guys. Like I am, I get bored really easily. So for me, I absolutely love that it's different every single week. And I look forward to that. Like I walk in, I'm like, Oh, I wonder what we're going to do today. Right. See, that's not the fun. I know. And I I truly think that's like one of the biggest things that keeps people coming back is I've been to classes where I've literally watched people go into moves before the instructor even says it. And I'm thinking, what is going on here? Yeah. Like, how are you still coming here? If you know it by the back of your hand, right? So it's when they come in, they're looking around, they're like, hmm, or they're texting each other. So what's the interval today? What's the interval today? What do we do? Because everyone wants to know. And I think that that is what is another alluring thing to get people in the doors. They have no idea. Maybe they don't want to work their legs, but when they come, they're only going to have to do one station worth of it. Maybe it's a lot of legs, but you don't know until you come and that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's And it's challenging every single time. Like I leave and I never have that feeling of, 
I got to go for a run. I have to do extra cardio. Yes. And I can't tell you how many classes I've taken. I've, I've done all the group fitness classes Same. in Charlotte. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I've left them and been like, I mean, to your point, I love Pilates, but just Pilates only. I always feel like I didn't get the cardio at all that I needed. So exactly. I got to get on the Peloton bike for 30 minutes or I got to go for a run or something right. like that. And I never feel like that. Like when I leave, I'm gassed. I'm like, yes, I just kicked butt. I feel good. All the endorphins are going and it's, it's a, the full spectrum workout that, that you need for your, or that I feel like I need because I, I need to work out every day, yes, but definitely. I love that you can get it done in 50 minutes or an hour. Definitely. Yes. That, that's the key. And I think for, for most women, men too, but the majority of our clients we see are mostly women and all the age group ranges from, I mean, we have youth athletes that we specialize in all the way up through 60, 70, 80 year old clients. Our, our primary demographic for our group classes would be in the range of 25 to 45. Mm-hmm. It's kind of our typical range. Yep. But for most women, they're looking to trim down yeah. the midsection. Yep. They're looking to tone around the thighs, not over, over bulk them. Upper body, lean, but not too bulky in their yeah. arms. And just be shredded and have that ability to push during the cardio pieces. We have a lot of former athletes, a lot of former runners um, or people who are currently training for a marathon. So it's a great compliment. But the methodology hits all of those needs. I know I've experimented with other workouts where heavy lifting, for example, would be amazing for my core, but my thighs or my upper body, we talked about this, Vanessa, during your intro session, just they pack on muscle. I'm, I'm very short. And I learned that and experimented that with, with Heidi's body and other clients. Yeah. And it's like, my kind biceps of, do that. Right, like I can right. lift heavy weight and it'll work, but I'll have huge biceps. Right. <laughs> like that's not attractive right. in my opinion. Right. Sure. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's different for everybody, but my goal is not to have bulky arms. Yeah, so. Exactly. And mm-hmm. for the most part, that is kind of the, the feedback that we hear from clients. This is giving me the body type that I feel confident in, sure. in a short amount of time. You know, I'm not waiting for years for results. It's pretty quick. Yeah, And that for us is so fulfilling because Mm -hmm. that's all we wanted to do is be able to have women leave, feel confident and attain the goals that they've been wishing for really 35 years. Mm -hmm. So like, where was this workout 15 years ago? So we're just so happy to be able to share that um, kind of secret sauce that we've been Mm -hmm. able to develop and test for years with the And you know it works. Exactly. And I feel like the more people that go, the more they talk to their friends Mm -hmm. and then their friends start coming Mm -hmm. and then they start talking to their friends. And I mean, I did that. I went went and told Meryl, I was like, girl, you got to go try these classes because I'm obsessed with it. It's so great. I feel like you would love it. And she works out really hard and she's pretty critical in terms of group fitness classes Mm -hmm. because she doesn't want to waste her time. As am I. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to go and feel like I wasted an hour of my time when I could have done my own thing in the gym and felt better, Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day. So yeah, she, she took the class and she left and she was so gassed she couldn't even voice text me about how she felt about it. <laughs> I, was like, oh, class, so yes. I was like, girl, are you going to leave me hanging like that? Yes. Like, what do you think? You did say, you said she was, she was MIA for Silent. a while. She was like, I just needed an hour to catch my breath. She was like, that Good. was the hardest workout I have ever done and I absolutely loved every second of it. Okay, oh, good. I love yeah. that. I do feel too, it's, it's open for all fitness levels. I mean, Meryl's obviously a very experienced worker-outer and then she's gassed, so that's a good sign. Yeah. And then I feel like people who you know, don't work out a ton or intimidated. Like I need to do a little bit more on myself before I can step in there. And and I, that we respect that. But we want everyone to know that it is possible for you to come 
as a more beginner worker out or someone who hasn't worked out since before the pandemic or whatever the case may be because what you end up seeing is all different body types and fitness levels in the room with you at every class time and everyone gets gassed. So like them maybe just moving their body more than they ever have in the last couple of months is enough for them. And then yeah. someone like Meryl, who's like working out every single day, can still leave gas. At the end, everyone is huffing and puffing and sweating and it doesn't really matter. You went your hardest right. and that is what we love to see. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's for I, all, all yes. fitness levels. Right. Exactly. I think that's really part of one of the biggest misconceptions that we see is people always say or they'll dm us i can't wait to try but i'm gonna get in better shape before i come and we always encourage them i had somebody this morning she brand new client she was like i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest i'm a little bit nervous it's my first class since the pandemic i have not worked out i've just been walking and I walked her through the stations and I just told her, listen, you're in great hands. We can modify to wherever you are. We can take it up all the way when you're ready. Here's how we're going to do it. Laid it out. She absolutely killed the class. It was amazing. And she she was like, I, 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 I'm so frustrated I didn't come sooner. Yeah. And I think that's really important to note that if you come in and you have no idea what to expect or you're very intimidated just to do it because we promise we can modify to any fitness level. And I think it's really humbling and helpful because our trainers take classes often. I took the 830. Yeah. I was modifying. Yeah. I had to modify multiple times. I ended up walking on the treadmill for a couple seconds. I'm like, hey, I'm all right. Just leave me alone in Don't the corner. Mind me. Yep. <laughs> but that's where I was at this morning. Yeah. And I think that that makes the clients look around and go, wow, if it's hard for Marissa or hard for Heidi listen yeah that really speaks volumes because it's hard for everyone just depending where you are fitness wise yeah what I'm so curious about what your day looks like because like you said (laughs) you took the 830 it's very overbooked (laughs) I know I know I I anticipated you were gonna say that um but I am so curious like work-wise what does your day look like when do you have time to work out run us through your day So our schedule right now could not be more opposite, but we're able to still get everything done that we want to. Um, First and foremost, as far as fitness goes, being in fitness, you want to feel and look your best. Um, You know, people are always snapping videos or pictures of you at the studio or... You're also a walking billboard ad for your company. 100%. So you, you just have to. So we know first and foremost that we do have to make at least an hour max for ourselves each day to do our own workouts. Yeah. Um, if we can get it done and feel great in 45, even better. Some days I have said, I literally have 30. I'm just going to sprint as far as I can in 15 minutes and sprint back. That's all we can do. Yeah. Um, so that's something that we always make time for. And I think as your schedule evolves, you start to find where that hour can exist each day. Yeah. Both of us try to do more um, before lunchtime workouts. Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't like going past 12 or it's like, oh no, is this even going to happen mm-hmm. today? The later it gets in the day, the more excuses I, I make. You got things it. pop up and then mm-hmm. I can't get it done or I'm tired or yeah. I don't know. I have to get on this call that came up last minute. Yes. So if I Same. don't do it earlier in the morning, mm-hmm. it just half the time doesn't get done so I feel like you have to know that about yourself too you do definitely and I have found myself on a peloton ride on a Saturday night at 8 30 p.m and thinking when did my life turn into this this is a lame and b (laughs) this is not okay so it just can't happen again yeah so once you do it once or twice you try to make that a priority as far as our work schedule goes 
Uh, we both have a few clients. Mine are primarily Mondays and Wednesdays. Marissa's are primarily Tuesdays and Thursdays all at the studio. But she teaches the Monday morning classes and I teach the Wednesday morning classes. Yep. Then Tuesdays when I have my big marketing day where I'm at home working, I work with our director of communications on all of our PR pushes, marketing, branding, Instagram lineup for the next couple of weeks. Just kind of use the day to do all of that while Marissa's with clients. And then I'm just making sure that if any managers have any questions, they're not bothering her because she's busy with clients. Right. That's kind of the same thing on Thursday because now we've had two days to kind of see where things have gotten. Mind you, during this time, she's emailing me. If I'm with clients, I'm emailing her. If she's with clients, nothing urgent. But then we get off of having all these clients. We go home. We take a breath at 4 o'clock. We look at our inbox. And we're like, oh, love. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot going on today. Yep. So um, basically, we kind of just, I'm going to be honest, we are just in survival mode Mondays through Thursdays minimum. Yeah. Friday, we like to plan a lot of our media stuff. We like to do news segments, podcast interviews, film TikToks, reels, you know, moves, things like that. Marissa also has to, during all of this time that I'm doing those things, she has to be doing the programming for the workouts. Okay. So I was she's wondering on a, about that. Yeah, she'll tell you about that, that. She's on a very strict schedule that she has put on herself that I kind of help enforce, and I try to give her grace that she tries not to take, so I don't know. <laughs> um, so she could talk more about that. But then Friday, we're kind of like debriefing from the week, like anything that we that is caught on fire before we go into the weekend. Yeah. Um, and then as far as the weekends go, we try our best to use that for family time and being social. Yeah. But we we are open for business and there is always something that is going on. So while we do have our training staff and our front desk staff, and then we have a management level beneath us that tries to kind of catch some of those things, in a small business, there's really not much decision-making or feedback going on that's not coming from one of us. Right. So instead of it coming from five people, it just comes from one of the managers instead. But ultimately, one of us still has to make the final call on that, even yeah. if we're on a plane, on Wi-Fi, going away on a Saturday or Sunday. And that's okay. That's where we're at right now, and we've, we've succumbed to that lifestyle, so those are families. We really do try to take our night times to turn off at a certain time and spend time with our families if we can. Yeah, I think Heidi summed it up great. I mean, on Mondays, typically, I have my morning classes. I'll have one or two PT clients. And then if it's a slow day, the whole afternoon is dedicated to programming. Okay. But... A lot of times, that's the only opportunity I will have to like schedule a personal appointment, like a hair appointment or yeah. like a nail appointment, something right. something like that, that my dentist, things like that, that you're like, oh my gosh, I have to book these. Yeah. That's when I will try to book those. Heidi's really, she's with clients, so she knows, okay, Marissa's either programming or she's probably at a personal appointment, things of that nature. Then Tuesday and Thursday, as she mentioned, I'm with clients really from nine to five straight through, which I get to see you, which yeah. is one of my favorite parts of the, of the of day, which I love. Tuesdays, Tuesdays are awesome. And I, I, I genuinely get fulfilled by my one-on-one -on -one clients because that's the opportunity where I've taken programming from Monday or from the weekend, which I'll, I'll touch on, and I'm able to implement it. Yeah. Whether I've taken a new chorus, which we talk about, I'm like, hey, I took this, you know, quick reformer pilates on a saturday online and now we're going to implement some things i think will be beneficial for you based on your goals wednesday is my full-on programming day so i typically try to take the morning i want to try to get more into more of heidi's classes and get back on a routine i was doing that and it was amazing 
But when she's teaching, it's I can't ever get in. Yeah. Her classes are waitlisted. Your classes are waitlisted like, for like a month. It's crazy. It's insane. But which I, is a they, testament to both you guys as trainers because thank your, you. your classes are also waitlisted. Yes, Meryl um, and I were talking about that. I had no idea and I just she was taking a Wednesday morning class and normally Wednesdays are my off day, but I don't know, something weird happened that week. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just join you. What time are you going? She's like, 6.30 on Wednesday. And I looked and was like, waitlist, waitlist, waitlist. <laughs> and then I looked all the way up until as far out as you can book a West Kept Secret class, all waitlist. And I was like, dang. Now we both say they do move. They do move. Yeah. So we always write yeah. them get excited. They yeah. do. They'll book and then, you know, and two they, days or one day before mm, they're dropping off. They go to happy off. hour. And right. the five right. starts sounding real early. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So never be afraid to, to add yourself to the wait list. But I want to get back on a routine of going to her morning classes because I do think it would get it gets me in a great mindset. I love to learn from her. I think her teaching style is similar but also different. Yeah. Um. So, but typically I'll take a walk in the morning or I'll do a run and then I'm plugged in the computer from 8 a.m. till 5 p.m., which is that. That's my due date. It's 5 p.m. for all of the programming for the next week. And the reason I implement that is something will pop up. I'll delay. And then who knows when the programming could get done. And we go through a very intense editing process for the programming. So essentially... I do all of the group classes for the next week, which also includes our class concepts, which are um, night out. So that's a dance class with our two cardio machines, tread and bike with our Pilates reformer. It's so much fun. We're so excited. We're, we're team teaching it this Thursday, actually. I saw that. Which is going to be Spears, fun. right? If y'all want to well, laugh, come on that, out. That's one of my, several of my songs on there. <laughs> I love I love a good Britney workout. Same. Yes, yes. I have a lot of Britney songs on it. So, because I'm, it's just, you know, you, you can dance you to her. Yeah, you yes. can dance to her. So, um, that, we do the programming for that. And Restore, which is our deep stretch class on the machines. And that takes time. It takes yeah. time to review a lot of the um, personal training moves are specific to personal training, but then we kind of get to the point where what can we pull from personal training that we think 300 plus people can do with their body in a fast-paced setting? When when do we graduate moves from PT to then go over to group? Because some don't. Some I mean, never yeah, do. You just yeah. know how you can you know how she, close she gets to you. And do you yes. feel this? Do you feel this? Do you feel this? Do you feel that? Like. We right. can't do that in 18-person class. Yeah, we can't. You got to know sense. it works, and then you got to move on. Yep. So I kind of, you know, I look at that. We try to figure out that. We we figure out the rotating intervals, how much leg work, core work, arm work is going to be put in, how much cardio. Then from there, once that is all done, the due date is five. So we send that to our director of training. She does a re- first pass review of it because there could be all kinds of things, spelling mistakes, equipment errors because our trainers set up the equipment and there's a lot that goes into that and then it will come back to me on Thursday with her edits and any new moves that I need to record on Thursday for our staff to learn that I either experimented with on Tuesday after clients and they're going to deliver it next week so they need to know exactly how to do it so we call it a new move recording you know and it takes several several hours to do that then from there um, I send her back any edits that I do another pass of editing and then she takes those final edits um, and all of the new moves and then she drops them into a folder that all of our trainers have access to by 5 p.m. on Friday. So they have two days to review everything before classes start on Monday and they're ready for the week. And in addition to that, I'm doing all of the personal training programming 
for all of, we have how many clients, Heidi? I mean, one-on-one with Ariel and Stafford. Almost 40. Almost 40 one-on-one clients. So I do the initial programming for them and then the trainers who are their trainers in person go in and do edits based on what they need, any injuries, modifications, treadmill adjustments on speeds. And we do um, some editing back and forth over the weekend with them. Um, And it's busy. It's busy because you want to make sure our classes, but our personal training is a very high-end experience. It's not inexpensive. So we want to make sure they, the trainers for personal training, know exactly what they're doing and that they feel comfortable to deliver a five-star experience by not going through editing with me and they know how to deliver what we would expect. Yeah, I have to give you guys kudos because I've worked out with several trainers and I've never had anybody actually pay such close attention to what my goals are, what my pain points are, any injuries that I've had, and actually listen and then run with that for like mm-hmm. the long term. I sometimes, you know, people I'll, I'll say like, hey, I really want to work on this or this is bothering me. And like for that session, they're listening. But then right. for the long haul, it kind of just gets lost in translation. And like one, I just had a baby, you know, 15 months ago. So my body's now totally different than it was before. And I was blown away by how knowledgeable you guys are about the postpartum body. I was like, wow, you guys have really done your homework. You understand how it works. Like, I don't feel like I'm doing anything that could potentially harm my recovery process. And just in terms of goals, like I'm so thankful for you guys because you guys truly listen to what my goals are. And every workout I, I go and I'm like, man, we've really worked on that. Like, I feel like I'm getting somewhere and I, I, I am getting somewhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can see it visually. I feel better. Like I like to take measurements periodically just to see, and I see changes in the measurements. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I think you guys have like really mastered and that like, I will sing your praises about for forever because you do a really good job of that. Thank you. And just to give you kudos back, I mean, you're such a hard worker. Yes. I think that's another thing is when I became a personal training client, I told Marissa, you know, I was a lot younger than, and her prices were even, you know, lower. And I mean, I was like, this is a huge investment for a single girl. Like I'm, you know, I'm living, running an apartment uptown that wasn't cheap. So, you know, when you go for it, you are invested financially, emotionally, mentally, physically. Yeah. Um, So I literally said to her, I will do everything you tell me thinking like, I'll just get a jump start, And then if I can't afford it, I like at least know like the, you know, the outline of what to do, but then you get addicted. You don't want them to stop doing it. Um, But you have to want it. And I feel like you, you want it. So when you see results, you also can, you know, pat yourself on the back. Like you're doing what you're supposed to. Yeah. Um, but there are other people that use it for different reasons. They come, they just want a mental release. They want to be around other people in the community. Yep. They want to get up, move their body, go home, shower, go on with their day. Yeah. Um, they've just got a lot accountability. Absolutely. Nice. Accountability. Yes. So um, you physically are invested and you work so hard and that's definitely a you know, testament to why it's working. Definitely. Yeah. And I think one, one thing that is very unique about our fitness concept is when we do hear people say, I'm so intimidated, I don't want to come. What's very unique, we can tell them, totally understand that. Maybe you are better suited for PT. Yeah. You can get an intro. You could do a 20-pack where you're able to do measurements, get some nutrition, assistance from us learn the methodology and then graduate and feel ready to go take on personal excuse me take on group classes yeah we have so many people who do that mm-hmm. and I think that that is a very unique aspect of our concept that we have both uh, most group 
fitness studios, they only have classes. So we love to be able to offer that. And that's another barrier of entry that we kind of rip away from people to tell them, listen, come try PT. And I think the other important part is we have Heidi and I very um, aggressive personalities in terms of pursuing what we want. So for example, if we have a client that we're like, hey, we've heard about this person. Shoot, we'll DM them. We'll encourage them to come. But at, the, at a certain point, you have to just kind of let go and wait for that person to come and try it out. Just like with Heidi, when I met her, I was like, yeah, here's my information. I was waiting for the call or the email. It never came. I still went to her classes and told her, whenever you're ready. Yeah. Six months later, she was ready mentally to make that jump. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she would have stuck with it at the time when she first sent that inquiry or had that in-person inquiry. So I think it's... giving people the info and letting them kind of come around and say, you know what? I'm ready mentally and time-wise. And I feel like that was it for you. You're like, all right, I've heard about this from other friends and whatnot. I'm going to give it a whirl and and see what happens. You were at a place that you felt like I'm ready to do it and look where you are now. I know. Mm -hmm. I'm never going back. (laughs) Let's hope so. Come as much as you want. I love it. And you're very in tune with your body, which helps, um, which not everybody is, but that's our goal is to help them become in tune with it. And so we ask those questions. Yes. Where do you feel this? Do you feel this? Wait, is when you say ow, is it a bad ow? Yeah. Or is it like a, this burns, but I'll push through it out? Right, exactly. You know how many times right away I'll ask and it's like, well, hang on. And I'm like, mm, let we, me think about it. That's what I do. I'm like, Marissa, <laughs> let me do a couple reps. We literally laugh about it all the time. All She'll the time. do right away and I'm like, all right, so do you feel in the oblique? It. And she's like, well, hang on. I'm two reps in. Let me get I know. I know. She's excited. She's excited. I get very excited. Yeah. Well, you should because you're putting the program together and you've got all this work that goes into it. You yes. know, that just means that you're passionate. Yes. Absolutely. It's so much fun. That's yeah. my favorite part. I love the interfacing with clients. I love the marketing and all that comes with it. But truly the programming, being able to see things come together. It's like a um, like a dance routine. You work so hard. It goes on stage. You see, you're like, wow. It's yeah. like the same thing every class. It happens. And it's like, oh, that's the best thing ever. Yeah. For sure. I feel like successful people typically have a morning routine that they kind of stick with it. So what does that look like for you guys? You want me to hit first? Yeah, go for it. Um, mine is not as detailed as Marissa's, but I basically, I wake up pretty early. Um, I used to just say, okay, the days I'm teaching early, I'll get up early. But now you just can't not. Yeah. I mean, I'm 100% awake. I, I don't have kids, so I don't have anything like that that I have to wake up and take care of in that sense. But um, I'm 100% up by like 7 a.m. at the latest every day. And then um, two, if I have clients and or if I'm teaching class on Wednesday, I'm up at 4, 4.15. Okay. Um, and then first thing I do, which I learned from Marissa, is I chug a glass of water. Like okay. I have to. I don't know. Some days my mouth is dry. Some days it's not. But I know it's kind of like a good, cold, quick, you know, jump start to the day. And then um, I will go and do my, um, brush my teeth and do my facial routine for my skincare. Yep. That's been very important to me, especially in the last like six months because I Marissa kind of introduced me to a couple of these uh, products that are just doing wonders for me. So now I'm trying. You got to tell us what they are. She's aging backwards. (laughs) I'm trying. It's so, everyone's like, oh my God, your skin. I'm like, what did I look like before this? (laughs) Um, So yes, we'll definitely tell you those. And then um, for me on those mornings, I do one quick inbox check. Okay. Where I'm like, okay, has the world been set on fire yet or has it not? So then you kind of look and you're like, okay, what can I do? You know, anything I need to just get on right now. Then from there, it's the night before I'd already decided in my brain what my workout was going to be. Then I go do that. I hands down need it to be done by like, I mean, 830 is really pushing it. Because I like really want to start my work day by then. 
and then do that. I try to shower immediately because if I don't, I will get sucked into an email, like black hole. Yep. And I will be sitting in sweaty clothes for four hours. And my doctor said, do not do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then I shower and I just take on the day with whatever that is. In more recent weeks, actually, I've been trying to get up from the computer and doing like a little walk around the house, like every hour, every two hours, because my husband will come down and check in here and there. And he's like, you're in the same place with the same look on your face that you were two hours ago. Yeah. Um, and then that's usually if I'm working from home, that's my, you know, computer. And that's kind of the morning routine into that. Yeah. Mine is uh, pretty standard. The same routine. I'm very, I'm um, very regimented. regimented in the same routine. It's kind of always worked me for too. me. Um, my, my early days, my 4 a.m. days, even when I, I don't have to be at the studio until 9, I'm still getting my workout in early. So same thing my body will wake up at 5 30 or 6 like when we travel yeah it's so funny you know I like spring up I'm like hey Heidi next to her in bed and she's like oh my god are you serious I'm like I know I can't sleep um so it's just it's it's sometimes frustrating because you want to be able to rest but um up whether it's 4 a.m for my Monday or 6 a.m or 5 30 and first thing I do, splash of water. I, I always tell clients to drink a big glass of water. She does. Yeah. But I don't. I actually hate the taste of water. I am awful at drinking enough water. Like, I can Same. go the entire day. If I don't work out especially, can go the entire day until, like, 5 o'clock and realize I haven't had a single sip Same. of water. I Listen, horrible. I heard that on the Love Look, um, look pod, yeah, yes, yeah, look yeah. Love podcast, and I was like, I, I understand that. Now, I will say, though, if your body is used to that, you do, you you can change it and improve on it, but your body can thrive on whatever water it's used to drinking. Yeah. Now, yeah. of course, more water is always better, but I I just think my body's used to it. Now, I do recommend mm-hmm. if you're first starting out to get kind of cleanse, you know, your morning, it wakes you up. Um, a big glass of, of ice water is great, but I typically don't do that. I love that <laughs> Heidi took that advice and still runs with it. Good for you, I Heidi. I knew she was lying after a while, just so everyone knows. I was, like, <laughs> you, I was like, you should do that, but I don't. Um, so I, I get up, wash my face, brush my teeth, do my skincare regimen. I always put on eye patches every single morning because it makes me feel like I'm doing like a spa-related activity while I'm making breakfast or eating breakfast so I put on eye patches let those settle for about 20 minutes I make my breakfast which is the same thing every morning or my husband will make it sometimes um egg egg whites with a little bit of um bacon bites bits from Costco that I love to throw on there that's it I have that and egg whites and bacon egg whites and bacon I'm so happy it fills me up every day okay and when my husband tries to switch it up and do pancakes on the weekend, I'm like, my whole day is thrown off. I just like my egg whites. It really yep. fills me up. Okay. Like, I am full until, like, 11. Is it, like, two egg whites? Two or egg whites. So, okay. Two egg whites. Um, and sometimes there'll be actual eggs. Yeah. But I've been, lately, I've been Costco. Um, I have a membership, so we'll get them from there. But the um, egg white cartons, uh, if you've ever yeah, seen them, yeah. are great. And then you can pour... Yep however many you I've want yeah. which I like and they're quick I mean they're Easy. they're they're yes there are some process pieces of it but for me when I'm on the go yeah it's quick it's a game changer yeah. um then from there I'll uh wipe wipe off the eye patches start my makeup routine I've got it down to 10 minutes which is nice. a big improvement from from back in the day throw my hair up and then I'm going for the day which typically is either teaching group classes clients or I'm going out for a workout at the studio or I'll do a run or a walk around the neighborhood just to kind of get my blood flowing and then go typically into the studio for the day. But that's my routine every morning, pretty much the same. Yep. Mm -hmm. Breakfast, eye patches, 
quick makeup, and then I'm ready to rock. I, I eat it. dinner a little bit later than her, so I'm still intermittent fasting by that time. Okay. So my meal doesn't really come until later morning. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm also very regimented. So I have the same morning. I've had the same morning routine for I don't even know how long. And I do not like for it to be thrown off. Are you going like, to share it? Either. We need to hear it. So <laughs> I don't wake up nearly as early as you guys. My alarm goes off between 6.15 and 6.30 every morning. That's, That's early. That's, That's great. great. I get up right away, wash my face, and then I change my clothes and I'm on the way to the gym. Like yeah, out yes. the door, on the way. Because I have a kid and I have to get out of the door before he wakes up or mm-hmm. I will not get out of the door. Yes. yes. So Shane does morning duty with Liam. I'm out the door. I meet Meryl at the gym, usually by 7, 7.15 at the very latest. We work out for an hour, hour and a half. And I I really like to be home at the latest by 8.45 mm-hmm. because same, I like to get my workday started. Our nanny gets here at 8.30. Mm-hmm. So I just like come home, say hey to Liam, hop in the shower. I shower, get ready, and then I eat breakfast. So I actually don't eat breakfast normally until like 10, 10, 30. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. I don't know how I y'all do that. I also can't eat right when I wake up. I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, I am neither. famished the second I wake up. I'm searching for food. I'm like, I'm looking everywhere. I'm like, help, I'm, I'm dying. I love it. I'm, so I, uh, I also like, I chug coffee on the way to the gym. Like my yes. drive to the gym is only 15 minutes and I'm like, I got to get this whole thing in me before I get there. Because yes. everyone's always like, what do you use for pre-workout? And I don't. It's just coffee. Yep. That's it. Spark. I love, love that. Coffee. Yep. What well, do you, how do you drink your coffee? Uh, the Nespresso machine. Stick oh, a pot in there. Easy peasy. Yep. I put uh, just original coffee mate yep. and a little bit of uh, raw sugar and that's it. There you go. That's great. Yeah. It's quick and easy. One. Yes. Love that. I'm a weirdo. I don't drink coffee. Heidi, this I know, is so weird. I don't know how you, but you have like balls of energy too. Yeah. She's <laughs> got on the matcha train. I have. I yeah. love matcha. Heidi really has got me on the matcha train, which like I'm, I'm super yeah. into. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I just. No coffee. Rocking and rolling, baby. Let's do it. I love it. I tell, I always tell people, if you haven't started, don't start. I know. That's I know. very it's true. It's an addiction. It is. <laughs> it is an addiction. I started it's a very ritualistic. So do I. I was, I was laughing because again, on another podcast, I heard you talking about how you enjoy going to get a coffee. It's very ritualistic. So do I. I thought about Heidi right away. I was like, she loves the, like the, the act, act of going yes. and getting a coffee. Like, I can easily make it at home. Yeah. But I'm just like, I'm just going to go get a coffee. Yeah. Same. And anytime I'm with thing. her, I'm like, well, I'll just get a matcha too. Yeah. 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 It's kind of turned into funny it's, It just like brings you joy. It's the it little does. things. I'm it like, does. okay, well, if this little small thing in my day that takes no time at all makes me happy, then I'm going to go do it. I it's love kind that. of an expensive habit, but you know. It's definitely. It's, fine. it's worth it. It's worth Don't ever run a transaction report on your credit card and search by coffee. like coffee. That is tough. I know. I know. Um, what do you guys eat in a day? I know I see a lot of um, meal prep from Dishless by Dara. Yes. Um, but I'm just, I know you just shared breakfast. Mm-hmm. Are you guys regimented with what you eat or is it kind of all over the place? Like, do you eat sweets? Because like just looking at you guys, I would guess that you don't. But, you know, I Meryl is like, this girl can eat more food than anyone I've ever mm-hmm. met in my life. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. looks the same. So looks can be deceiving. Yes. Um, but yeah, I would love the rundown on what you guys I will say, I mean, we do, we are eating the meal prep Monday through Thursday for lunch and dinner. Okay. So, I mean, that's probably not that big of a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, we do try to snack a little bit during the day. Marissa's better at it than me, like more regimented about the snacks that she needs. I'm big into veggie straws. So it's more like when I can just grab that bag in the office. Yeah. You know, we have like the nut thins and hummus, but she's good about, she'll pack the yogurt <laughs> and she'll pack the granola and she'll pour it in. And I'm just like. <laughs> Running out, grabbing whatever I can from my pantry. Yeah. Um, I'll let you talk more about your snacks. But what I will say is this. We know how to eat. We sure do. And when yeah. we go out to eat, 
We order everything on the menu, everything. We try okay. everything. And there is 100% never a meal that we left without ordering dessert. Ever, okay. ever. I can oh, always I count that. on Heidi for dessert. Always. And every dessert to try. Why not? Every, yeah. Sometimes we'll get all four of them and we'll just eat bites. Oh my gosh. You guys, Meryl is you guys' soulmate. Yes. She yes. literally will not leave. So she actually asks for the dessert menu before the regular menu. Yeah. Yes. Because she wants to know what she's going to have for dessert. And she bases what she eats yes. for dinner off of what she's eating for dessert. I absolutely can get down with that plan 110 because <laughs> you gotta know like we went so um my birthday's coming up we went out to eat on friday night with some of the girls and i was like it was our it's our favorite place to get the cheesecake from marissa actually had her rehearsal dinner their way back mm-hmm. and i was like i'm getting this cheesecake and it's not like oh it's my birthday it's like i'm getting this it's not my birthday yet and i'm eating this entire piece for myself and no one no one can have a bite no bites yep. so then marissa's like me too there were six of us and then everyone was like well i want the carrot cake well i want the creme brulee everyone, like, well, everyone has to get their own and yeah. literally we all got like full size desserts that's incredible. yeah i try to i do try to keep the eating out to a minimum of like one night a week which is usually on the weekend yeah just because like, this weekend, I had two dinners, Friday and Saturday night, and by Sunday, I was just feeling like, ugh. Yeah, you feel mm-hmm. so weighed right. down. Because you once you're there, you're going to go for it. Yeah. Not, I mean, I've never met that person that's ordering, like, a kale salad and, like, yeah. a sparkling water. No. It's not fun. Like, it's not fun. It's you not. have to be in it, and then you don't know what yeah. they're playing. Be like, damn, I wish I got that. Exactly. So, um, this weekend was a little bit overdoing it for me, but I, I do try to, um, still try to go out to eat once a week, you know. If we have something coming up, we try to be a little bit more disciplined, I think. Yeah, yeah. and I think when we, when we do go out, we are lucky, we do enjoy healthy food, how it tastes. I mean, oh, yes. Yes. when we go and travel, so it's like, I love a big Cobb salad with yes. all kinds of stuff on Same. it, so it's like, I really do genuinely like the taste of healthy food. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, great, well, we're gonna have four desserts, and I, I genuinely think that, I think that you life is too short. That yeah. if you are you have goals, you can still attain them with balance. I yes. genuinely believe that. And I think that when I was working out, doing the wrong workouts for my body and I wasn't regimented with my daily eating like 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I I I definitely feel like I was much more restrictive and I didn't know how to I didn't enjoy going out to eat because I didn't right. know what to do. Now that it's like, all right, my workouts work for me. I see results. I can find that balance on the weekends and go yeah. all out and have four desserts and not feel bad about it. Yeah, it's 80% eating clean yes. and 20% enjoying yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that we are, I think people forget that there are other calories. They're called neat calories of what you just do daily. So if you are walking your dog, you're gardening, you're picking up your child, those calories matter. And I'm yeah. like, wow, well, I just taught three classes and had five clients walking around. I'm going for it. Yeah, and I, for I sure. remind myself of those things when I do feel like, wow, I'm a little bit, I'm a really, really, really going for it. I have to yeah. remind myself that and it kind of puts it in perspective. But like Heidi said, she, she saw me today. I mean, you see me on Tuesdays. I always have this red cooler with food on deck because I get hangry. I'm not oh, fuzzy yeah. to be around. So do I. So snacks are just crucial for me. So I always, I, I really like, um, it's called Two Good Sugarless Yogurt. And it's really great. Um, I think, again, get it at Costco. And I'll put some granola on that. That really is satisfying. I love Boom Chicka Pop popcorn. Yep. Their kettle popcorn, their regular butter popcorn. That fills you up. Yeah. That type of popcorn, but it's very healthy ingredients. Three ingredients. It's very clean. So it fills me up, but it doesn't... Um, I, I still feel like I have energy after I eat that yeah. and I don't feel weighed down. Yeah. So that's a great kind of handful during clients and between clients when someone's running late. And then 
Um, I love nut thins with with hummus is great. Those are great. You kind of like you kind of go like bottomless and not feel too bad about it with hummus or tzatziki. Yeah, those are typical go tos. I love the um, lemon hummus from Whole Foods. If you guys, oh yeah, so good. So that's kind of like those are always staples that I have. And then for me, I'm a sweet girl, so I always have some kind of sweet dessert once a day minimum. And it's kind of been ranging lately. Typically, I'll do like two. I think we were laughing about this when it's like two teaspoons of Nutella. It's so so potent that after I have two, I'm like, all right, that that filled me Satisfied up. Satisfied your sweet too, right? Yes. But um, but lately I've been having um these heavenly hugs. Um, I know heavenly when I hugs. I told my husband, I was like, here's a heavenly hug. That's not you. It's this nice little <laughs> That's chocolate. Not you. He was dying laughing. He's like, oh my gosh, but they're so good, and they're from Costco. Okay. You can get them on Amazon. And I need your whole like Costco grocery. Is that Costco? Yes. Please sponsor me. Lately, yes. Well, lately, because uh, my parents are temporarily living with my husband and me, it's a long story, and they've been going and doing these big runs. I'm like, listen, we're going to add on a whole bunch of extra things. Yep. But yes, I'll send you some of my Costco favorites. So those are great. They're a little um, like chocolate bites that I always, always put anything dessert-wise in the um, the microwave for 10 seconds. Okay. Because then it feels like it's a freshly warm yes. baked cookie. Gooey. Yes. Um, no, 10 seconds normally does it. And then I also love these um, keto peanut butter. Um, they look like Reese's Pieces. Okay. Got them on Amazon. Had two of those yesterday um, for my dessert. So always a, some kind of dessert. Mm-hmm. Two of my heavenly hunks, two of my ketos, whatever it is, keto peanut butters. But I have to have dessert mm-hmm. every yeah. night, some kind of dessert. Okay. When I meet clients for the first time and we go over like in our discussion, um, you know, what do you eat in a day? Don't don't be shy. Tell me everything. Yeah. I always ask the person like, you know, the like worst meal for you just by what you've heard or what you've read. Like, you know, it's there. We've all had it. Maybe on our hungover days or at your lowest point when you were sad. Like, what is it? And they're like. Whatever it is, I love a quarter pounder from McDonald's with yep. a Diet Coke. And I got to get ranch with my fries to dip in. I say, okay, I want you to remember that meal right right now. And in 90 days, I want you to tell me if you either A, still want it, and B, if you do, go get it. Yeah. But until then, that's going on the back burner. Okay. I always tell people. 90 days. Yes. Like what you love, and what you, it'll still be there. Yeah. That doesn't mean you can't have a dessert or you can't have the things Marissa's right. talking about. It's just don't go like off the deep end and hit up like the drive through when you just know. Just binge. Correct. Yeah. Right. Um, it, you know, it's okay that you get off to a bad foot, you know, started your day or you missed a workout, but that doesn't mean you have to just keep piling it on. Yes. Um, so I always tell people, think of your most favorite thing that like when you were in college or wherever that you just really know is bad for you and just know it'll be waiting for you at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And I think a good a good little tip on that, what, what she's saying is if you have a day that you miss your workout mm-hmm. or you do have you have to do the drive through because you're traveling, whatever happens look find something positive in your day that you can look back on and say okay I missed my workout but you know what I walked three blocks to get coffee I'm gonna count that as something that I did for my body to move or I made a better choice my coffee I removed you know sugar and replaced it with stevia that's a win and then that is going to help not derail you and say well it's a wash today I'm going all in then the next day becomes that Find something positive. You can find something yep. in your day that you can go, you know what? It wasn't my 10 out of 10 workout or, or meal choices, but it was pretty darn good for what's going on in my day. And I'm going to continue to move that needle forward the next day. Yeah. I think for me too, like a breakthrough that I had was I realized when I removed certain things that I was craving all the time for X amount of time. So I don't know if I did it necessarily for 90 days, but 
a, a, maybe a month, mm-hmm. I stopped craving those things, which was mm-hmm. really weird. Like, like you I used stopped to, bringing them into your house. Yeah. Yes. Like I used to love mashed potatoes mm-hmm. and I was training with a trainer and he was like, no carbs. That was his thing. No carbs. Your oh. body doesn't process carbs very well. Like that's how you, you know, put on weight or whatever. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to mentally prepare myself like no carbs. And right. I could care less about mashed potatoes. I, yeah. I, it, the craving went away completely, which right. was so mind blowing to me because I, I, like I said, I used to absolutely love them. Mm-hmm. So I think you can retrain your body to, to stop craving those things. Yep. Totally. And I think the same thing with alcohol. I think that's a big yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it's like I could could care less about having alcohol. Like yeah. personally, I'm so much fun without it. So I'm like, let's, let's get going. I don't even need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so I think it's, it's if that's important to you, find a balance. We love to recommend ranges. So anywhere, if you're typically on a girls' night drinking five drinks, do your range to be two to four. Yeah. Right there, you've you've set yourself up for a flexible drinking schedule that isn't, I can only have two drinks, and if I go over that, I'm a piece of crap, and now my whole right. week is thrown, and I, I didn't succeed, and it's a lot of negative thinking. Yeah. That way you have some flexible opportunities to to enjoy something you might want, but within a, a manageable range that is then going to continue to help your results. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we obviously had Easter brunch yesterday and I ate all the Easter things, mm-hmm. but for dinner last night I had a salad and my body was craving a salad, I think, because I just put so much crap in in myself for brunch <laughs> that it was like greens, vegetables, protein. Yeah. Right. And um, so I think your advice, like you don't need to derail your whole day is also a thing that a lot of people think like, well, I already ate bad today, so I might as well just keep going. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be like that. Your next meal can go right back to being a healthy meal. Definitely. Yes. I love that. Yeah. What about uh, weight loss tips after 40? So I had a lot of People on Instagram ask what they can do after 40. Obviously, your metabolism changes, your, you know, body makeup and chemistry changes. And I know you guys train people of all ages. So what would you recommend? Yeah, I think it um, it's tough because each individual person could it's always have something going on, especially hormone, hormone-wise. Yes. That can just so range from person to person. But in general, I think um, one tip that we recommend is playing with the time that you're eating. So um, intermittent fasting can be very, very extreme. It could be 14 hours, 18 hours, 24 hours, or it could be just as simple as a 12-hour fast that is, for example, if you eat your dinner at 7 p.m., you're eating your breakfast at 7 a.m., and you're leaving that time for your body to properly reset recharge um we always you know let clients know that your metabolism is like kind of a computer if you're constantly shutting it but you never turn it off it starts to get slow and then that spinning wheel of death that max circle you're like oh man now i have to take it to the apple store it's the same thing it's your metabolism gets slower and slower and slower and that typically happens postpartum it also typically happens at certain age brackets 40 50 60 at these milestone numbers so it's a great way to try a very loose intermittent fasting that is manageable that most of us are already doing. Yeah. Um, but a lot of us are doing like 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you find what's reasonable for your schedule, that is a great way to just see if I hold on to that for 7 to 14 days, do I see a little bit of movement on the scale or do I feel a little bit of movement in my clothes, however you measure your results? Yeah. Um, that's a great tip to try to see if that moves the needle forward. I love that. Another thing too is um, something that I think is really important, but I, I feel I'm saying it more to people who are 40 or above, is that you have never peaked. 
I think that is where people struggle a lot is like, well, when I was in my 20s or my 30s, I looked like this or felt like this. Sometimes it's just kind of what Marissa's saying, playing with your food. It's like one change. If you're in your 40s and you feel like you have hit your breaking point, you've been doing the same thing for a year, why isn't it working? Well, I wish you hadn't done it for a whole year to figure out it wasn't working. What's something you can change? You have knee problems, no problem. You could always do the elliptical. You can do the bike, get your cardio in. Or I can't run because of the impact. Well, then let's go on a nice long walk. Yeah. Um, It's like someone, people always think, I have to go on runs. I have to do this. I have to do that in order to lose weight. Or I have to eat no carbs or low carbs. It's really not that. It's actually with our, a lot of our older clients, it's just making that one or two changes. Right. Um, and then you start to realize you are getting stronger. Your endurance is building and you can do more. But even if the most you can do is a fast walk for a certain amount of time, you're going to see results. Yeah. And that's the thing is when people get to a certain age, they think they've peaked. They don't think that there's anywhere else to go when all you have to do is just make a couple of changes, whether it's your eating, your exercising, dedicating that time for activity to yourself, whatever it is, the smallest changes can lead to the biggest results. Yeah, definitely. That's great advice. Piggybacking off of that, I know you can't spot fat, but a lot of people want to know, is there anything that they can do for the lower belly fat? I know we, we've talked about this a lot. It's it, a trouble area, y'all. It, it, <laughs> for all of us now. It, it's, it's tough. I take this, I'm very sensitive. It, it's, it's, it's tough. It really is. It's um, so much can contribute mm-hmm. to yeah. lower belly bloat. It could yes. be bloat or yeah. it could be actual um, fat. And yeah. it's hard to know. Um, now, if you do get a big squeeze and you feel physical, like... Um, Fat typically feels like circular little like dots that you have to kind of squeeze around. You can feel it. Heidi and I talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. I use her as an example because she's like, oh, I feel like I have lower ab fat. Mm-hmm. And we'll look and we'll touch. And it's like, that's just bloat. That's bloat, yeah. bloat. That's not yeah. even fat. There's no it. there's no fat yeah. there. Yeah. So that that's a totally different um, right. way that we approach that. And we've gotten some good things going for her on that mm-hmm. regard. But actual fat, a couple of things would be to try to add the cardio and the strength and Pilates together. I don't want to like plug West Cap Secret, but really mm-hmm. doing it all at the same time. We always say if you can shed the fat with the cardio and replace it with lean muscle at the same time, that is ideal. So not just going to Pilates five days a week for for 60 days or abs because you really are, you, you do start to build muscle, muscle over memory. fat. Yeah. That was when I came to Marissa, I was toning my lower belly fat. Oh, wow. I literally, it was hard as a rock. Like it was so strong, but it was protruding from my body. Like I was toning fat. I was doing no cardio. Yeah. So we had to literally shed and then replace, but it's a lot quicker when you do it at the same time. Right. So finding the right workout where you can do that, or if you don't have access to our workouts or, you know, streaming isn't your thing, doing cardio a walk or a run, two miles even, three miles tops, coming in and then doing core work right away is a great way to do that as well. Okay. Um, so that's kind of on the workout side. Then on the eating's nutrition mm-hmm. side, that's tough because again, so many things can contribute, but we're big fans of not no carb, but low carb yep. with high protein. That is going to help kind of flush out 
any residual fat that's kind of hanging out there, especially as we get older, you start to hit 40, it's way harder to work that area, but not impossible by Mm. any means. So finding foods that are going to keep you full longer, that are lower um, carb, higher protein, is a great way to make little changes in your diet to help that area. And then just kind of core work in general. If you are doing core work, I'm a big fan of, if, if you're planking, for example, a lot of times we dump into our shoulders. I know yeah. I'm a shoulder all the time. I'm like, oh, Me my too. shoulders, we've talked about this. Yep. Where if you're able to learn how to contract your core properly on the ground, when you have your arms behind your head and you're doing a crunch, crunches get a bad reputation because, you know, it's like... It's a lot of pulling on the neck. Right. Yeah. And I think I've had you do this where I'm laying down and you have your fingertips behind the nape of your neck and you kind of like use momentum in your neck and you're like, yeah, this isn't doing anything. But if you stop and you tuck your chin to your chest and you actually contract your abs to lift you up, that's the proper way to crunch. It's a game changer. I feel like you've totally changed how I crunch. Even when I do go to other classes on the weekends, I feel like I engage my abs Mm -hmm. now versus engaging everything else to lift up, which is is because Mm -hmm. you taught me how to actually engage my abs correctly. Right. So that's really important um, because you can do that to help that area. It's not going to spot, reduce it, get get rid of it away, right right away, but it's going to help Mm -hmm. aid the toning of that when you add that cardio in right before. Yeah. The cardio and the nutrition will shed it and then the crunches or whatever the ab workout is will definitely build it back. Something I think too, because I was getting really down about it as well, is as silly as it sounds, Google like how to feel fat. Like when you squeeze your lower belly, you can see where the pockets of fat are if there are any. Yeah. If there aren't, then it could potentially, like Marissa said, be a gastro issue or bloating. Yep. And that could just be an easy fix. Go to a gastro, go to a gyno if you're a female, let them talk with you. Do some estrogen testing. Do some things that make you understand like what's really going on behind there. Yeah. Because sometimes people are like, lower belly fat, just here forever. I'm in my 40s now, whatever. And it's like, actually, you're just, you just been bloated for 10 years. Yeah. You did not eat wheat. Yes. Or not eat blank. And there's yeah. like, oh my gosh, it's a whole new world. Yeah. You Do have not tolerance wait. of some sort. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Don't wait. If it's bothering you and it's been bothering you for a while, go figure it out. Whether it's through yeah. the internet, through a doctor. And if it's... If it is truly fat, then everything Marissa said is the way to go. Yeah, and I think that goes back to like being really in tune with your body Mm -hmm. too because I definitely know the difference. And I know when I eat out, it doesn't matter where I'm eating, what I'm eating, I always get bloated from it because it's foods that are just different than what I cook with at home or what it's more spices, it's more olive oil, it's more whatever they're using Mm -hmm. to make the food. And so I enjoy eating out, but from that standpoint, the next day I'm always like, ooh, dang, that that one really hit me hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, um, but I know the difference between, obviously I had a baby and after you have a baby, you know, that area stretches like crazy. Sure. And I have a little bit more fat there than I had before. But I also know that like some days it's from food. Some days I just have been going a little heavier on Easter or carbs or whatever it may be. Yes. So I think if you can pay attention to those things, you can kind of decipher what's actually going on. Correct. Definitely. And a lot of people just aren't that in tune with mm-hmm. that issue. Right. Yes. And I always say, if, when in doubt, find a professional. So Heidi, her yeah. recommendation and or one tip um, for listeners, especially those who are not local, is if you're not seeing results, find a trainer or professional that my suggestion would be find somebody that uh, mimics what you want to look like. Yeah. So... If you it was find what I did with her when she was coming to my classes. I was like, I work out every single day and she's like shredded. What am I doing wrong? Yeah. Well, I want to work you. out like she works out. Yeah. When you find a trainer, they're going to train you like they train themselves. Yeah. That's just how it is. And yeah. I know that they're they're amazing. The male trainer I had years ago, he was fabulous. 
and it worked for me, but he did train. He knew how to train female clients because he had such years of experience. Now, um, if I were to be looking for a trainer, I would be kind of Googling who has the body type that I'm interested in achieving and that's where I would go. So I really recommend that because again, the trainer that you're working with is going to train you the way that they train themselves. And I think that is very helpful for you to look and try to decipher what body type you're going for, what your goals are. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Well, you guys, this has been so fun. We have to do it again sometime. Yes. Absolutely. I feel like there's so much information. So much and more. I had like 75 burning questions to ask. So where can everybody find you? I know that we're doing a giveaway with you. Yes. So we're going to get to talk about that or you'll be able to post it. Um, yep. so we, that'll be a winner for in town and out of town, which is great. But at West Kept Secret is our Instagram. Vanessa always tags us. Yeah. Really that. Um, I am at HL Sweat. Marissa is at Mrs. West in the building. We try to keep it spicy on our personal too if you want to follow along. And then our website is westkeptsecret.co, not .com. Love it. I am so thankful for you guys. Thank you for being Thanks here. Thanks for having us. Thank you. This right. was so much fun. Like Heidi said, we are going to do a giveaway. We are giving away a three-pack of classes to one winner and one month of streaming to another winner for those listening who are not local or can't make it into the studio. All you guys have to do is follow West Kept Secret and the Cheeky Bean Podcast page on Instagram and tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram post.